Hey, this is Troy from Planet 76. We've got some really good Sixers-focused content coming your way today. Make sure you subscribe to the pod so you can be in the know when we release new content. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, Sixers fans, to Planet 76 Podcast, episode 107. Uh, we are happy to have you join us. Michael is here with me, as always. I'm Troy, uh, the other co-host, and so we're excited. Sixer season, regular season, is just about two weeks away. The preseason is underway. I had one game in Boston, and I think Boston's coming to us now uh, for game two of the preseason, so excited about that. Uh, today's episode is going to be breaking down the Sixers roster as currently constructed, as we've said in yes. previous episodes. And uh, so we, we, I think we touched on it last week in episode 106 that we were going to give some player profiles. And that's what we're going to do for uh, 10 of the Sixers guys, Sixers players that are looking to be a part of the rotation. And Michael and I are just going to give back and forth. Uh, we each, you know, assigned five of these Sixers players to talk about and uh, we'll break them down give our thoughts each of us on all 10 and it's gonna be a fun episode so uh, Michael you ready for this I think it's gonna be fun let's do it I hope the viewer doesn't mind I was just cleaning off my camera because it's a little <laughs> blurry so Troy if you see that <laughs> in the first minute or so don't be alarmed um but yeah, yeah they don't uh, mind it's is... clean now <laughs> I hope so um <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Troy, Troy texted me earlier today. Hey, this is something we could do for the episode, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, uh, I thought it was a great idea." And we're just gonna do. It. We got ten players, really, just like the key guys. And you know, maybe we'll talk about some other guys in another episode. Right. Um, Danny Green, perhaps, maybe Daniel House. I, I, I think we've kind of exhausted Daniel House on this podcast, though. So maybe we'll get into some other guys, Green, Springer, right. um, another time. But we're, we're going to focus on some main guys here. Obviously, the starters and some key rotational guys for the Sixers. So you want to go first, or do you want me? Yeah, I'll, uh, you go first, I'll lead guy? it off. So I Sweet. do think we do have to give a shout-out to Jane Springer with that block on Jason Tatum yes. in the preseason. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, he, and he played very well that game. So shout out to Jaden Springer, even though he's not a feature. That's a bonus feature, bonus part of this episode. So uh, I will start. <laughs> I've got Tyrese Maxey and his player profile. So Tyrese, as we know, is entering year four with the Sixers out of the University of Kentucky. I think, what, the 21st pick? Somewhere yes. in there. And um, by the numbers, I mean, we've said it. And we're going to continue to say it because his growth and improvement as a player has been remarkable for the Sixers. So his rookie year, he averaged eight points a game, uh, primarily off the bench behind uh, Ben Simmons and Seth Curry at the time. Uh, he only played 15.3 minutes a game as a rookie. Uh, that jumped up significantly in year two where he averaged 17 and a half. Uh, he played over 35 minutes a game. Now that was the post-Ben Simmons, pre-James Harden season, and no one took more advantage of that opportunity than Tyrese Maxey. Um, he, he was over 40% from three. That was one concern that you know you had with Tyrese, or the scouting report said, yeah, he's, he's fast as lightning, but he, and he gets downhill, but can he shoot the ball? Uh, he shot it just, I think, around 30% at Kentucky in the 30s, low 30s his rookie year, but 
something clicked. He worked hard. They say it all the time. You can't keep him out of the gym. And uh, it showed in year two when he made a significant jump. And then last year, up over 20 points a game for Tyrese, 33 minutes a game, um, paired alongside James Harden in the backcourt. But I'm excited for year four of Tyrese Maxey. I think that um, it's going to be another leap. You know, you think, okay, can this kid really get better? I think he's going to make another move. Um, last season, he was, I think, what, yeah, fifth in three-point percentage, with over six attempts a game. So, like, year two wasn't a fluke. Uh, he's legit. He can really shoot the ball, and um, he's just good. He's going to potentially play a different role depending on how the James Harden situation pans out. But like I said, in, in year two with Tyrese Maxey, he was – thrown some circumstances he didn't necessarily see happening with James Harden and, and or with Ben Simmons situation and then James Harden coming late season uh, but he thrived and I think he's going to continue to thrive I think he is a huge part of this Sixers team any thoughts Amazing. there on Tyrese I have zero thoughts I think you said it extremely well <laughs> um, it's it's this is a year for Maxi where he could see a lot more with the ball in his hands because, again, Harden, we don't know. Right. Um, but even, you know, let's just assume Harden does come back. Why not? Who cares? Maxi right. is still going to see an uptick in getting the ball, in um, him you know, having to make decisions with the ball in his hands outside of just scoring. Um, right. These are big steps for his development because not that he's maxed out as a scorer, but... I think it's it's year four now. It's really time for him to start branching out and 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 developing his skill set mm-hmm. to where he can do multiple things on the court. Now, obviously, doubling down on your strength is important, which he's going to continue to do. That's something that seems to be coming naturally to him, scoring the ball. But now it's really time for him to branch out to start to add things to his game, becoming better as a passer, becoming mm-hmm. better, um, cr- putting the ball on the floor, creating for his teammates getting some more reps in the pick and roll he's not your typical pick and roll point guard pass first kind of guy but it's still something that he would benefit a lot from becoming familiar with and that's something i'd really like to see whether or not Harden plays this year Mm -hmm. for sure all right next one up is the reigning mvp joel mb I do want to preface this by saying I do think we should do an Embiid episode, just a full-on Embiid episode, because Deal. I could talk about Embiid for about 25 minutes until we're <laughs> I won't do that on this episode to, to spare you, the viewer slash listener, but what I will say is this season, it's, it's weird because for as good as Embiid's been the past three years and for as much as it's meant for him and the Sixers, this year feels like it means just as much for Embiid and for the Sixers. Um, It feels like he's still going to have to have a monumental year in terms of individual um, impact, in terms of production for the team it still feels like Embiid's going to have to have a monstrous year however this time he's gonna have to do it defensively as well he's been good the past couple years defensively but this year he's gonna have to really step it up defensively 
And Nick Nurse has talked about that a lot. He wants Embiid doing more defensively. He wants Embiid defending the rim more. He wants Embiid taking more shots at the ball when it comes to uh, deterring players at the rim, blocking shots, things like that. This could be a really exciting year. And this is... Having Nick Nurse... Joel Embiid has never had a, a coach like Nick Nurse who cares so much defensively the, the way Nick mm. Nurse does. And I think that's going to mean a lot because it's going it, to... It, Joel Embiid's going to have opportunities defensively that he hasn't had yet, that he hasn't had before, that I think he's going to thrive in. And mm. I, I, when it comes to the offensive side, we know what Joel Embiid brings offensively. Now, he did talk about it. He's going to be doing a lot offensively. Nick Nurse talked about it. He, Joel Embiid's going to be doing a lot offensively this year, which I'm also excited for because I think he can be so much more offensively too. I think he can be more than just a scorer. He got better as a passer this year. I think he can be even better. I think he can be even better as a jump shooter. I think he can be even better handling the ball, especially on the perimeter on the wing. There's still, for as good as Embiid's gotten and to the point that he's been able to get to, I still think there's some gears on both ends of the floor that he hasn't reached yet and that I think he could reach this year. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it's, it is exciting with a new coach, a new system, a new plan um, to see Embiid be just as dominant but maybe in some new ways. Yes. I'll say it that yep. way. Um, so that's, that's, that's exciting. All right, the aforementioned James Harden. Um, maybe, you know, if he's traded before we post this, we'll just cut this part out. But, um, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so James Harden led the league in assists last season, his first full season with the Sixers. That's the second time that James has led the NBA in assists. He's also a three-time scoring champion. I mean, just to go through some of the things on his resume is amazing. 34 years old, entering year 15 in the league, 10-time All-Star, part of the 75th anniversary team. Um, what I did not know prior to today, and I think this is correct in, you know, in looking at his numbers, so uh, the year he got traded, he, he played in just 21 games in the regular season. He averaged exactly 21 points a game. And then 58 games last season, he averaged exactly 21 points a game. Um, not 21.3 or 4, 21.0 both years. Fun fact. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, but we know what James brings to the table. We saw um, just how valuable he is to this team uh, as he's you know grown you know into his older age as he's 34, um, he's developed into a different player. Um, I think he's still confident enough that he can go get 30 whenever he wants to. Um, but he obviously is more of a passer now, a f- facilitator. Um, and it's kind of refreshing to be able to watch a guy um, develop into that because you know, you know, I mean, early in his career, it was just James Harden shoots, James Harden shoots, James Harden shoots, and that's kind of the reputa- reputation that he received. Um, but it's kind of nice to see him develop into what he is, and it, it was tremendous for this team uh, last season, and we'll see how things play out this year. We know the story. We know the type of player that he is, and um, – yeah, I mean, that's all we really need to know about James Harden if he's here. Um, I don't know how much offensively his role will be different under Nick Nurse. I haven't, like, studied that too much. Um, but if he's here, I, I, you know, I think we can expect a, a 20-10 and 10 James Harden again. I mean, that's that's <laughs> pretty much without debate. 
uh, is the kind of player that you're going to get on the offensive end in James Harden. All right, yeah, moving great. right it's, along. Moving it's, right um, along. Three down. Oh, I just... Next up. Good. Oh, Harris. what am I? Oh, oh, I'm next. I'm next. Um, <laughs> Tobias Harris. Yeah, it's. I again, like this is Tobias Harris is a player that I could talk a lot about. It's not not mm-hmm. necessarily because. He's, like, you know, one of the best players in the league, like Joel Embiid. It's it's different in a sense because he's been through a lot with this team. From a team perspective, from a fan base perspective specifically, he's been through a lot. Um, this year, I'm, I'm expecting what he did last year. I'm not expecting a crazy year from Harris. I'm expecting maybe some small improvements from three. I'm expecting him to get a little better off the ball. He's going to have to. Um, he's had, he already had some adjustment time with Harden. I know him adjusting to playing more off the ball was definitely challenging for for him at the beginning of the year last year. He's had a year under his belt mm-hmm. with that, so he, he's. I'm expecting some improvements off ball. I'm ex- definitely expecting him to be a little more decisive when it comes to when he gets the ball instead of taking six, seven dribbles, pump fake, jab step, that kind of thing. I really mm. want to see Harris tap into that role as a sniper, not just a not just a spot up shooter, but a a guy that's gonna take three four threes a game, forty something percent from three, or not even more than that, five six threes a game, forty percent from three, very reliable catch and shoot player, especially from the corner, and can attack closeouts, which he already is very good at doing. That's what I want from Harris, a cool. 16, 17, 18 points a game, hmm. borderline 50, 40, 90. That, that's the kind of player I would like to see Harris be. That's the kind of player I think he is. That's the kind of player that I think he knows he is too, and that's something I'd really like to see from him this year. Uh, yeah, I'm all in on that. If he if he told me he was going to give close to 50, 40, 90, 16 And he did a it game, a couple years four, ago. Threes. Yeah. He's so. got it in him. He's got it in him. And maybe, you know, you've already heard some players talking about this new offensive system yeah. with Nick Nurse and, you know, just the ball of movement. And I think that speaks right into what you're saying. Tobias Harris can be a guy that could, could really benefit um, from being in this system with Nick Nurse. Uh, another guy that um, we're expecting to see on the floor a lot. He's maybe been one of the biggest pieces talked about. Uh, as far as his role maybe being different, and that is none other than Paul Reed. Uh, Paul Reed's also entering his fourth year with the team, just like Tyrese Maxey. Uh, he's seen, as we know, his role increase um, year by year. So, you know, his rookie year, he played in just 26 games. Uh, then he played in 38 games. And then last year, he played in 69 games. Uh, and he's expecting a bigger role. I saw, I think he was quoted today saying that if he were to shoot a three, he'd get benched for 10 games or something like that, uh, kind of making a joke out of his his previous role, but now he's being encouraged to shoot. Nick Nurse has said, you know, we're absolutely going to play Joel Embiid and um, Paul Reed, and what's interesting with that is, I think we talked about this, you know, a month ago, but um, if, if, if Doc Rivers were to say that, we would have said, no, 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 no. 
Um, but I think it's it's the confidence that Nick Nurse has to say that because maybe he's got a plan, and that's encouraging. And you know maybe Doc didn't do it because he couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, but if if Paul Reed's gonna be, you know, I'm not saying he's jacking up seven threes a game, right. but if he's gonna be willing to shoot it, allowed to shoot it. Um, it, it, it could it could work. We know he works hard. We know he's worked on the jumper. We know he's you know he's put in the effort. So uh, look for Paul Reed to play a bigger role this year. And I mean we're excited to have him back. After it looked like we might not, uh, we're excited that he is back in a Sixers uniform. And Tucker. your guy, PJ Tucker. So PJ Tucker this past year. May have been, I'm trying to think if this is accurate if I say this, may have been the most hated member of the team last year. Mm. And I don't want to, and maybe not hate, but definitely the the most misunderstood, misunderstood perhaps disliked member of the team. Um, and I hate to say this, <laughs> but what he did last year... Sixers fans is exactly what he's going to do this year. So if you didn't like him last year, you're not going to like him this year. And again, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep rooting for PJ because he's a fantastic NBA player and he helps the Sixers a lot, especially if Harden's here. So uh, yeah. not much else, not much else to say. It's if you didn't like him last year, you're not going to like him this year. He's not improving, he's not getting better. That's not who he is. He's a thirty-six. <laughs> it's it's okay. Like it's I'm not I'm not using that to slander him or anything, but he's not gonna get better. He's not <laughs> improving. Fantastic. It's, this is the player he is. So if you didn't like him before, you're not gonna like him this year. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> you are exactly right. Like that is beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You're, PJ Tucker, take it or leave it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. He's not improving. He is who he is, um, and in a lot of senses, like he's valuable to this yes. team. That's why he's here. Um, you know, Doc Rivers saw it because he was here. And now Nick Nurse is going to see it, and um, you know, I mean, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker's role. You put him on all thirty teams in the NBA. His role is going to be the same. Um, so he fits into any system, and he's gonna he's gonna add value in some way, shape, or form this year for the Sixers. 100%. Um, Next guy up, the latest acquisition, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, to the Sixers. So um, spent a lot of time in his career in Washington. I had to had to look up some some stats, some numbers for for Oubre. So out of Kansas, uh, went to Washington in 2015. Um, he's been on some bad teams. Let's 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 clear the air there in case you didn't know that he's been on the Wizards for a lot of time and he's been on the Charlotte Hornets for a lot of time. Um, he had brief stints with Phoenix and Golden State, although and I don't although wherever in that they, he didn't make the playoffs with either of those teams. We know those teams have been good as of, as of late, but he didn't make the playoffs for either of those teams. Um, he did average twenty points a game in Charlotte last season. I don't care what team you are in the National Basketball Association. You're averaging 20, and you're coming to my team the next year. Sign me up. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, he's also averaged 15-plus the last five seasons. So 
take what you will, or say what you will about the twenty plus being on the Charlotte Hornets, but you know, in his time in Charlotte and other places, like he's been able to score yeah. the ball. Um, he's just a career thirty three percent shooter from three, forty three percent from the floor. He's a he's a guard forward combo that obviously adds a threat on the offensive end that the Sixers quite frankly needed off the yeah. bench. Um, he's excited, admittedly, to be on a good team. Uh, he's only made the playoffs twice in his career, both of which were in Washington in 2017 and 18. So he hasn't been to the playoffs in quite some time. So, you know, he's going to make it this year in 2024 by the time <laughs> we get there. So it'll be six years since his last playoff appearance. I think he's excited about that. Um, but what do you think? Like, what do you think about, you know, we kind of know who he is, but. Was he a need for the Sixers? Do you agree? Like we're 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 good with this signing. <laughs> I um, I do. I think it's a good signing. Uh, again, par- in large part because it's for it's on a vet minimum. I mean, you the value you're getting there, I think, is really is really good, really high value. And I do think he brings some element to the Sixers that they didn't have that they don't have. I mean, they have now, but they didn't have before. Athletic slashing wing. The Sixers didn't have that before Kelly Oubre, and the closest thing they had to that was um, Daniel House. And yeah. he is that, just worse. <laughs> I, 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 I like Daniel House. I talked about him on the podcast, big fan. But Kelly Oubre brings, he's not young per se, but he brings a youth athleticism a young athleticism that the Sixers did not have at, at, uh, at the wing spot you know 3-4 position on the court so I, I like it a lot I think um, I, I imagine he's their 7th 8th man off the bench Melton's obviously well unless Melton starts with we talked about last week I imagine he's the 7th man 8th man off the bench and I like that a lot I think Kelly Oubre as your 7th 8th man off the bench I, I do like that. I think in an ideal situation, he's your eighth, definitely maybe ninth. Um, but I do think that's a good spot for him, and I do think he, he brings value to the team for sure. Yeah. And he, he – so he, out of Kansas, played there 2014-2015, so just missed Joel Embiid, I guess, a little bit. Uh, only there one year. That's why, you know, he's been in the league forever, but he's still not 30. Like, you know, he's 27 – somewhere in there and so he brings experience but he brings a youthfulness too uh, after the Sixers brought in some you know I mean, we've talked about some of the vets already in PJ Tucker that they brought in recent memory and uh, Patrick Beverly who we're going to get to in just a second so um, so a couple more new guys Mo Bamba Patrick Beverly and then we're going to round it out with the Anthony Melton but Mo Bamba is yours and uh, that's who's next Mo Bamba only 25 years old, which I don't think a lot of people know. Um, I I do – I don't know what – I'm not going to say I expect anything from Mo Bamba because he's been kind of a journeyman. He's been on a couple teams now. I think this is his fourth team since he was drafted. Um, he's definitely the backup center, so very low risk, mid to high reward, in my opinion, signing. And – I do like him backing up Embiid. I think he what he brings. He, he's not. He's a very opposite player to Joel Embiid in the sense of he's more of a stretch five. However, he can also defend the rim, which is really valuable if you're backing up Joel Embiid. 
I like what he brings because of the floor spacing, because he's more athletic than Sixers backup bigs of the past. And that's also really important. Mm-hmm. He's also younger than most Sixers backup bigs of the past, not including Paul Reed. 25 years old, I st- and it's only a one-year deal. I, I do think him being with the Sixers coached by Nick Nurse, he's going to benefit a lot. I think he's going to get opportunities that he hasn't had, um, especially with the Lakers and towards the end of his tenure with the Magic because they were kind of phasing guys out and bringing in some guys in. I like Mobamba. I, I do, and I'm interested to see what, what kind of player he's able to establish himself as with his team. Um, I I imagine he's probably ninth or 10th man. I like that. I I I right. a, a question mark like Mo Bamba is is good to be your ninth or tenth man off the bench because there's very low expectations slash not really much that you are looking for. You're just looking to see what he brings you, especially in the first like twenty, thirty, forty games of the season. Mm-hmm. His best season by far was the twenty one twenty two okay. season. I don't know. All the history, you know, regarding his, right. his health and availability, you know, in, during his NBA career. But he played 71 games that year and averaged almost 11 and 8. Um, <laughs> so he, he can play. And, you know, he's not on the Orlando Magic. And so he's obviously playing behind the reigning MVP. Um, so a good year for him this year might look different. The numbers might be less, but... Uh, it's just going to come down to his producti- pro- productivity on the floor and, and how Nick Nurse is going to hopefully unlock him. And, and hopefully he's found a home here in Philadelphia, at least for this year, and we'll see how, see how it works out. All right, another newcomer, Patrick Beverly, the 35-year-old. Talk about a journeyman. Literally. Um, an interesting pickup, to say the least. Uh, 35 years old, he spent... As many of you know, lots of time in Houston, lots of time with the L.A. Clippers, um, and then little bits of seasons with Minnesota. There are 58 games in Minnesota. They, you know, everybody remembers that. Was it a play-in game where he jumped up on the scores table yes. like they won the finals? That was their championship. Uh, that's memorable. <laughs> that's right. Um, so hopefully we will not be playing in the play-in, uh, but. He spent a little time with the Lakers last season and split, you know, in a split season between L.A. and the Chicago Bulls. Um, what we talked about last episode that I, you know, I found interesting, I think you did too, was the majority of his time in the league, he has been a starting point guard. Um, he has started 505 games out of 593 games he's appeared in, um, and 41 of those games that he... Um, wasn't a starter we're, we're, we're in his rookie year and so he's he is entering into a different role this year um, as he certainly won't be in the starting lineup at least we I don't sure hope him not. to um, but a defensive minded guard 35 years old um, you know and I don't know if this is warranted like I I talked about it last week too I, I the only concern I have is just about running the offense um, maybe that's not warranted. Maybe he's going to prove me wrong, and I sure hope so, um, because he certainly yeah. has done it in certain, you know, different settings and different teams across the league. And you know, maybe what he's going to bring here is, you know, certainly that that PJ Tucker in in guard form. Um, you know, as far as just the mentality that he brings, the toughness and grit that he brings. 
But he brings experience. He certainly still has something on the defensive end, and um, hopefully he's a, a good contributor on this team. Yeah, Patrick Beverly is, is going to have to grow on me. I still don't love... Yeah. like. There's yeah, nothing to there's nothing to particularly <laughs> dislike about the Patrick Beverly signing. I just don't love it. I it's okay. I'm okay with it. You know, it's again, similar theme to a lot of these other pickups. It's very low risk and the reward could be could be good. It could be pretty high reward. I I it's just okay to me. Like I'm just okay with it. But that's fine. I don't have to love you don't have to love these signings. So, again, to the point of him yeah. entering in a new role, um, since COVID, huh. since the COVID season okay. of 2019-20, Patrick Beverly has come off the bench just eight times. Well, he's going to come off the bench for the ninth time. <laughs> COVID, was <a> long, <laughs> COVID was a long time ago. But, yeah, it, it, in two weeks in Milwaukee, <laughs> it'll be the ninth time, and Pretty soon after that, he'll hit double digits. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just a new role for him. And I, I, again, as a as a you know, some guys that know about Patrick Beverly and his role in this league over the last yeah. 10, 15 years, just I didn't fully know that, so I found that interesting. All right, last but certainly oh. not least, certainly not least, certainly not least, the Anthony Melton. Well, what to say about the Anthony Melton that has not already been said? I don't know because he's been he is a fan favorite. Let's just keep it a buck here. He is a he is a fan favorite. Rightfully yeah. so. He's great. I mean they're they're he on both sides on both sides of the ball, he's really what you want from a modern guard in the NBA. He's a bigger guard, great defender, great shooter, especially off the catch. Um great cutting like he's great off ball he can move he can cut overall like he he's kind of the perfect the perfect six man i mean not the best six man but he's definitely in terms of fit alongside a player like joel Embiid, even james harden he's really exactly what you want um and the sixers basically robbed the grizzlies for him and they got the guy that they traded for him they got him back so it's like there's really nothing to dislike about the Anthony Melton. And he's on a pretty fr- team-friendly contract as well. I think he's up for an extension soon. But I imagine the Sixers... I imagine they give it to him. I don't know. I hope they do. Um, I'm just very excited. I think he's he's going to be a real game-changer for this team this year. Um, i perhaps like to see him maybe make some noise for all-defensive team. Um, I kind of wanted to see that last year. Obviously, that was pretty unrealistic. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it this year for sure. And he may, again, depending on the James Harden situation, you know, just like Tyrese Maxey was the beneficiary when Ben Simmons didn't show up. If James yep. Harden doesn't show up, maybe that guy's <laughs> DeAnthony Melton. So DeAnthony Melton last year, you know, 28 minutes a game. He started in 58 games for this team. Um, wow. But he, he shot almost 40% from three on five attempts a game. Uh, so he's he's a good shooter, he's an incredible defender. He just he, he brings a lot to this team, Mister Do Something, and um, both of us are, are very high on DeAnthony Melton. And, and it's quite possible, it is quite possible we have not seen even the best of DeAnthony Melton because he's only 25 years old. 
Um, and I think there's some encouraging signs that, hey, maybe maybe Nick Nurse helps to unlock something for him. You know, Nick Nurse, you know, the defensive mastermind that he is, guys like Paul Reed and Anthony Melton who are already very good individual de- defenders, uh, there's potential that they could really unlock another level of that defensive intensity. Uh, so D'Anthony Melton is going to be very good. <coughs> All right. Uh, that Let's is go. episode 107, Sixers Player Profiles uh, for these 10 guys. And season is just two short weeks away as the <laughs> debut of the 2023-2024 Sixers is coming right up soon and we'll have it all covered here on planet 76 be sure to subscribe follow us on all platforms instagram spotify youtube apple Podcasts. we're on all of that and uh you're going to want to keep up with us as we inch closer to the sixers regular season Let's let's go if you are a philadelphia 76ers fan this is the podcast for you Planet 76, a weekly podcast covering all things Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see you next time.